You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back and thank you for joining me for Real Presence Live. I am Heather Caro and I am broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So thank you for joining me. Our next guest is one that you might have heard before, maybe. Uh, Father Tim Smith. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Heather. I wanted to join in there and say, and I'm Father Tim Smith, and uh, <laughs> to all our Real Presence Live regulars, but uh, so I glad know, to sh- be talking to you today. Usually we co-host together, but today you're on as a guest. Well, I'm glad that you uh, you're, you're had me on today, and uh, I wanted to share with you just uh, something that's happening in our uh, regional church here this next week. Uh, day of recollection that I'll be doing at the Abbey of the Hills Retreat Center on Dakota Missionary Discipleship, and that will be at the Abbey of the Hills Retreat Center in Marvin, South Dakota, which is really kind of the center of our Real Presence Radio listening area. Between oh, North are you Dakota, saying that officially South Dakota now? And Minnesota. Well, I I, I think it's. <laughs> Geographically close, if you if you look yeah. at the center there. So, and I'm only picking on you because you have also said Ipswich is in the center. So it would be interesting well, if we did a study. Well, I mean, I, you get on that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I was really excited to hear about this day of recollection happening at the Abbey of the Hills. How did you come about this topic, Father? Well, you know, this idea of missionary discipleship is a call that my own bishop, Bishop Donald DeGroote, has emphasized in his own preaching and teaching in the last year, that we're called to share the gospel of Christ. And it also comes from a deep appreciation of all those who have come before us, previous generations who have lived the gospel and have shared the saving message of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for them, our parishes, our schools, our communities... Um, would not be where we're at today. And so it really comes out of a love for this this history of yeah. the Church and the missionary zeal that has animated all those men and women who have come before us in the mystical body of Christ, the Church. And so the very center of all of it, Heather, is Jesus and the Gospel, and, and that the salvation of Jesus is the center of all missionary discipleship. So I'm sure you've had, you know, we've had Bishop Donald DeGroote on Real Presence Live talking about missionary discipleship. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, this goes back to even the teachings of Jesus himself. Everything comes from Jesus and, and is orientated towards him and life in Christ and the beatific vision and the kingdom of heaven. So at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, we have the words of Jesus himself where he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so that is the very beginning of the Church's missionary outreach. We call that the Great Commission from Jesus Mm. himself. Right. Absolutely. So when we're talking about missionary, I want to talk about that word for a minute, because I always think um, we're a missionary diocese. What does that mean, missionary? Well, really, a missionary is a person 
who is sent by the Church's authority, and as I just mentioned in Matthew chapter 28, that's the authority that comes from Christ himself, which was mm-hmm. founded, who founded the Church, who's at the head and, and center of the Church. And a missionary is someone who, with that Church authority, is sent to preach the Gospel and to help strengthen the faith that's already professed among people in a given place or a given region. And so that can be anywhere in the world. And Jesus' own instruction is, make disciples of all the nations. And so that means the entire face of the earth. There's, there's no place on earth where we are prohibited or, or should be inhibited from sharing the gospel. The, the missionary mandate from Jesus himself is to share the gospel with all the world. And so there's even a study in theology, of course, in our study of the Church. We can study the Church itself as it's founded by Christ. We call that ecclesiology. Mm. We can study the, the divine person of Jesus himself, and in theology we call that Christology, which is really just studying on who Christ is as, a, as, as a himself revealed to us by God. And in missionary theology... There's even a, a study of that called missiology, um, and I'm grateful in my own preparation for the priesthood um, in my time in Rome, um, and even with other uh, friends we have from the Diocese of Fargo. I remember being with Father Josh Eli when he was working for the Congregation for the Propagation of the Faith, which is responsible for that, supporting that missionary outreach, which is, has been ongoing and is continuing to happen all throughout the world. So it's it's taking that authority of Jesus and sharing those teachings with other people all around the world. And, and that's the, the message of salvation, the gospel. Um, we also have the other end of this missionary discipleship is the word disciple. Um, you know, a disciple is one who is learning or has learned. And in the New Testament, we hear about go and make disciples. You know, these disciples are those who are followers of Jesus' teaching. We also see that reflected in the Scriptures in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 1, for example, you know, that these are the disciples of Jesus, and so that all of us who have learned about Jesus and are continuing to learn about Jesus, we are disciples. So this missionary discipleship is this authority, this this commission from Jesus to share the good news of salvation, to, to teach about Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, all of Revelation, and then also that we're all students in this. We're, we're lifelong learners. That's what mm-hmm. I love about the Catholic life. We yeah. can never know enough about God the Father. We can never know enough about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Church, the Church's history, the Church's teachings, which are there to guide us and to help us on the way to heaven. Amen. Well, and I just love the approach that you're taking, because I don't know if people stop and think much about how much um, we as Catholics help to settle the Midwest. And well, can we dive into that just a little bit? Sure. So the, the topic for our uh, Day of Recollection this next week is Dakota Missionary Discipleship. And this, this even this idea of like putting it as Dakota. So here in the yeah. Real Presence listening area, we are uh, primarily Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, but even the when we hear Jesus' missionary mandate to all the nations, we know that there were inhabitants here when our immigrant ancestors first arrived here to the upper Midwest. Mm-hmm. And many of those people um, called themselves 
the Dakota people. So even our states themselves take that name from the nation of people who were the inhabitants of this land that we, we came and we encountered and we shared the gospel with them. So it's really about this identifying this real fact of this region as that's what the missionary mandate is, to go to a given place or region. So it's really describing this particular place on earth, which is with its own landscape, with its own geography, with its own language that the mm. gospel has been brought to and, and really incarnated in the people themselves. And so we see this in the culture and, and how the faith has been transmitted. We see it represented in different languages. Um, and it's really a phenomenal thing. The history um, is really, in, the, in, the, in terms of the Church's history, it's really just a short amount of time, just about two centuries, just, just under 200 years. Um, and so it's a beautiful legacy of faith. And when we think about Dakota missionary discipleships, there are so many amazing witnesses. Many of them are saints or, or have been put forward to the Church as saints, because they live holy lives, fully dedicated to Jesus and the gospel. And those witnesses, they can inspire us as we continue to look forward to the future of the Church for the next 200 years. How can we learn from the past and take those lessons and and those inspirations and live that in our daily lives as we go forward as missionary disciples? And so, uh, Heather, when when I think about you know, the, the, those who have left us a legacy of faith, there are countless numbers of men and women over these past two centuries that have dedicated their lives to the gospel, and that includes the Benedictine sisters and brothers, um, Jesuit missionaries, Franciscans, Oblates of the Mary Immaculate, so many other religious congregations, um, lay people, priests, uh, native and immigrants, um, bishops, people who have led and and really dedicated themselves, including benefactors from other parts of the world. You know, one thing to put in perspective, in the late uh, late 19th century, St. Therese of Lisieux would read about the missionary accounts of those who are working right mm. here in the Dakota Territory to share the gospel. She would read about those in the wow. Carmelite context, and she would offer works of prayer and sacrifice for those who were laying the foundation of our churches and our parishes right here in the early 20th century, she was praying for them. So even the saints who we love and adore that are our our contemporaries during the very time that the missionaries were at work, and it's even the efficacy of the prayers of great saints like St. Therese of Lisieux, that many of the missionaries who worked right here in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota were enabled through grace and the work of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel. So we think about the Church Universal, we're the body of Christ, and so Mm -hmm. that is a real fact, that the work of all those who have gone before us is a testimony to the power of God's grace at work in the life of the Church. That is just so beautiful, so beautiful to think about. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Tim Smith. He's doing a Day of Recollection up at the Abbey of the Hills on August 10th. Uh, Father, if you'll stick with us through the commercial break, we'll come back with more and details on the Abbey itself. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll, and we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me today. We're talking with one of our other hosts, but he's on as a guest today, Father Tim Smith from the Ipswich area of South Dakota. Thank you, Father Tim, for joining us. I, I've really been just enraptured by our discussion today. We're talking about a day of recollection that you're going to be giving on August 10th up at the Abbey of the Hills, and it's titled Dakota Missionary Discipleship, 1875 through 1950, the New Evangelization. So we kind of left off. You were talking about some of the missionary disciples that have left this legacy of faith in our areas. Who are some of those people? Well, for our day of recollection, we're going to highlight a specific period of time, as you mentioned, Heather, from 1875 to 1950. There's a specific reason I've really highlighted those 75 years. Um, Certainly, there are others who first came and shared the good news of Jesus prior to 1875, even in our area, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. But some of those who were were major players were uh, the Jesuit missionaries, Father DeSmith or Augustine Ravot, he would go on to be the first rector of the Cathedral of St. Paul and the Archdiocese of St. Paul, and the Vicar General of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis for many years. And so these were the early churchmen that inhabited this area. But 1875 is really when the United States government first founded this Dakota Terry and 
coinciding with that was when the Church appointed Bishop Martin Marty, who was the first vicar apostolic to the Dakota Terry, and he was given that appointment as a former Benedictine uh, abbot from St. Meinrad's Abbey. He was given that appointment when there were only 12 priests inhabiting or residing within all the Dakota Territory. So if we look at a historical map, what that really encompasses, that means our Real Presence Radio listening network, that is over half of our Real Presence Radio family where you reside. If you're in North Dakota, South Dakota, even parts of southwest Minnesota, during that time period, there were only 12 priests to celebrate Mass, to bring the sacraments to the people. They were itinerant preachers, and at the young age of just in his early 40s, their Bishop Marty is given this assignment to be responsible for this geographic territory and sharing the gospel. And he set out fervently to invite missionaries to go about this work of of sharing the gospel, bringing the salvation of souls to those who were new arrivals and those who had already inhabited the land. And so we're going to focus on two lives, two witnesses on this day of recollection who really encompass um, the reception of the gospel during that period of time. And so certainly part of that story is Bishop Marty, who is known as the Apostle to the Sioux, uh, developed great relationships with uh, Red Cloud and and other missionaries, uh, other Native communities who received the gospel, Dakota and Lakota people, um, also Father DeSmith and Augustine Revolt, were masters at actually learning the Dakota language and speaking in a Native dialect and transmitting the gospel, as well as um, compiling prayer books and hymnals in the Dakota language. One of the first hymnals we have was compiled and printed in Sioux Falls in 1890. This is right when South Dakota and Minnesota were given their statehood, and they were making these prayer books and really just transmitting the gospel in a different language. But as we continue to move forward in the 20th century, two lives that really stand out are the lives of Servant of God Nicholas Black Elk, who in the Diocese of Rapid City, uh, his cause for canonization is currently underway, through the Congregation for the Causes of Saints, and so there's, we talk about him quite a lot here on the Real Presence Radio Network because we're looking forward to one of our very own uh, people from our diocese, from this legacy, um, being celebrated for their sanctity, but also one of his collaborators and companions, uh, missionary Father Eugene Buchel, whose work as a missionary sharing the Gospel um, left a tremendous legacy, not only in sharing the gospel and celebrating the sacraments, but also in retaining the cultural heritage of the Native people and also really incarnating the gospel right here in our area. And it's a fascinating story of both people receiving the gospel and sharing the message and working together, uh, Nicholas Black Elk, a layman and a catechist, and Father Bugle, traveling around areas that we know today that are part of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. Wow. Well, and it wasn't, you know, you're talking about how few people there were. They didn't have highways. They didn't have the Internet. They didn't have cars. They were doing all of this by horse and buggy, I would imagine. Many of those early travels, and then even in the early uh, early 20th centuries, by the time you get into 
you know, 1930, you know, 1940. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there's still Father Buchel and, and Nicholas Black Elk and, and others were continuing to do their missionary outreach and, and living their lives. And they would get stuck in, in roads and <laughs> old automobiles that they had. That they would go anywhere at the service of the gospel, and it's it's really amazing. And there's a great legacy of photographs and images that are available um, that document this rich history, um, and all of it was was with such great heroic virtue and courage, which can inspire us in our own lives and faith. So a lot of these men are going out into these areas where the culture was very thick and established. How did they work about through the culture and language um, and introducing them to the gospel? How did that work? Well, many of them were trained very well through a classic education. Of course, not only were people like uh, Bishop Marty or Augustine Raveau or uh, Father Buchel uh, able to masterfully, you know, document and record the Dakota or Lakota language. They created dictionaries um, on documenting these things. They were given the tools of linguistics uh, during their time period, but they also had mastered during their own time of study Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Mind you, remember the Mass was celebrated as the Latin Mass, and so they had a tremendous effort. Not only that, many of them were German or Flemish or French, and so they also had a mastery of their own native language, and here they are in America. So, of course, uh, they also were able to speak English as they communicated. Um, and then also working with other religious congregations, which mm-hmm. themselves have their own ethnic identity. So then there's a back and forth between probably a, a French Jesuit or a German, uh, uh, you know, Benedictine. So it's really fascinating, the versatility, yeah. and all that requires tremendous uh, grace, really, to... Uh, we know the Lord, in the work of the Holy Spirit, gave the gift of tongues to the apostles in the upper rooms. And so they were really given this ability to, you know, bring the gospel to all nations. And that, that is a work of grace, you know. Certainly we can say they must have been really smart, um, but they certainly were elevated and supported by the work of God's grace. We, you have to acknowledge that when you look at mm-hmm. what they did during their time period. Absolutely. Well, and I was excited to see in your notes, um, you're going to be giving this day of recollection at the Abbey of the Hills. And you're going to be talking about the actual Abbey of the Hills. How does it incorporate into your discussion? Well, Abbey of the Hills, uh, of course, finds its foundation right kind of at the end of this period that we're, that we're highlighting, right at, right at the end of World War II in 1950. And so we actually see Blue Cloud Abbey, which was the Benedictine Monastery, which the current Abbey Retreat Center um, is the site of. And during that period of time, of course, the Benedictine uh, brothers, they ministered and they celebrated sacraments. And they, they continued to minister to the Native peoples of that area, and they were given that assignment to share the gospel with the people in that region. But some of the great uh, legacy of that that was retained, and even this history was taken care of by Father Stanislaus Maudlin, and he was the director of the American Indian Culture Research Center that was contained right there at Blue Cloud Abbey. And so Hmm. Father Stan was enthusiastic about his work. He actually personally knew Father Buchel before the end of his life. He also knew many of these uh, major players 
Now, Father Stan, God uh, rest in peace. He himself is laid to rest with the other uh, priests and brothers at Blue Cloud Abbey in the Abbey Cemetery there. So we can pray Mass for Father Stan as we remember him on that day. Part of the Day of Recollection, we'll be celebrating Mass. But this is also keeping that legacy of that research center alive and remembering the importance of these stories and these witnesses that have come from the previous generations. Hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Well, Father, we only have a couple minutes left. Any last thoughts that you want to impart before we let you go? Well, you know, I think it's important to learn this part of our Church's history, particularly in these last Mm -hmm. 150 years. You know, it gives us gratitude for what has happened in the past, and all the work of these missionary disciples inspires us. These are incredible stories, and they can give us the same missionary zeal. You know, many of our parishes now are celebrating histories of 125 years. What will the next 125 years look like? And so Mm. the other end of this is the new evangelization. What can we learn from the courage, the zeal, the tenacity of these disciples, and how can we share the gospel with others as we go forward? And so you can find out information about this day of recollection. You can go to abbeyofthehills.org, and you can also visit my parish website, holycrossipswitch.org, as well. Um, We have information there. Registration is free. The free will donation will begin the day at 10 a.m. at Abbey of the Hills Retreat Center. will end at 3 p.m. It's a day-long retreat. It will consist of two conferences on these missionary disciples and this history, as well as the celebration of Mass and time built in for adoration, Eucharistic adoration, and an opportunity for confession for those who may feel that they've been inspired or their conscience has been tugged when they hear about mm-hmm. these great uh, witnesses of our faith. There's no cost. And again, abbeyofthehills.org for more information. Well, and I want to point out, too, that Abbey of the Hills is, like you said earlier, very central to our listening area. So check it out because you might be closer to the Abbey than you think you are. And this might be an opportunity for you to go and learn a lot about the Dakota Territory. So, uh I always want to encourage people to check it out because it is very close. Yeah, just about a two-hour drive south from Fargo, two-hour drive north from Sioux Falls, and from central Minnesota, easy access from other areas as well. So just encourage our listeners, if you haven't been to a Abbey, it is a center of of peace and a beautiful Mm -hmm. location uh, just to experience the grace of God. And we'll be praying together that day, remembering all these great saints that have gone before us. Amen. Father Tim Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you, and God bless all our listeners. All right. Thank you so much. All right, folks, it's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about youth suicide awareness training. So a very important discussion coming up next. Stay right where you are. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 